Hi, my name is Sasha Jackson. And I'm Sydney Pollock, and you're listening to Pretty Committee Bookcast. This week, we have our first guest ever on the podcast, Noah Lyons, co-host of What's Really Going On. And we're reading Hunger Games. Sasha? Okay, so yeah, we're reading Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins, and it was published in 2008. So just to give you all a rundown of what it's about. So basically, it's about the nation of Panam, which is also known as North America. I don't know how long um, after, like, after the Sixth Place. I don't remember. Like, probably like a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so it's a nation of Panam and is divided into 12 districts ruled from the capital. As punishment for failed revolt, each district is forced to uh, to select two tributes, one boy and one girl between the ages of 12 and 18 to fight to the death in the annual Hunger Games until there's only one survivor on live TV. So this book is... Okay, so it's a 16-year-old, Candace Everdeen, who lives alone with her mother and younger sister, and regards his death sentence when she steps forward to take her sister's place in the games. But Katniss has been close to dead before in survival. For So this basically, this Hunger Game is second nature to her. Without really meaning to, she becomes a contender. And while she's playing the game, she has little to rely on other than her hunting skills and her sharp instincts in the arena where she might weigh survival against love. So basically, that's what that's about. Um, this took me about... A week and a half, almost two weeks to read this book. Uh, I had some thoughts because I actually didn't read it, but I've listened to it and I gave it like a 3.5 stars. So yeah, I'm going to start there. Yeah, I wanted to start with um, what's everyone's relationship with this series? I don't mind personally. It's like, this is one of my favorite YA series of all time. I like to like joke and say that the series was like the beginning of like changing my perspective on society in general because there's a lot of um, like subtle for a teen book. I think most YA fantasy dystopian novels try to have some kind of commentary on society, but this one's one of my favorite ones overall. So I just want to ask what you two kind of thought about the series or what your relationship with it was. I liked it better now than I because I read it when it came out for like a book club I was in like in middle Mm -hmm. school or high school and then I watched the movie like a couple years after and I like stopped because I just something about it just wasn't sitting right with me probably when I watched it like in college but like watching it now it's like more social commentary than I initially thought where it's basically like talking about it's almost like talking about like a you know, like a class system in a certain type of way. And I think like watching it now in relationship to like all that's going on now made me like the movie a lot more, the book. The book wasn't doing it for me, but we can get into that. (laughs) We can get into that later. Yeah, I actually agree. Um, So I've read this book back when I was in middle school. Um. I don't really remember the time I read it, actually. But yeah, I do have the same point of view of that. But I just didn't like the book back then at all. I actually enjoyed the movies a lot more. And 
Um, I kind of feel the same way now. Like, I feel like it would have been a different if I read the book, but I listened to it and it was the way the narrator was actually talking through the book that I didn't like, but, um, but yeah, yeah, we're going to have to get yeah, through this more. Book. Yeah. It just, I also listened to it in the narrator for this book. Like she was, the woman was too old to be doing voices of like thank you six twelve to sixteen year olds mm-hmm. <laughs> like like her voice was too mature and it just it didn't work for me right <laughs> but I had another question just that popped up in my head this book is often talked about as like a not only like the social commentary but like a feminist book like a lot of people see Katniss as like a feminist icon. I have my own perspective on that, but I wanted to know you guys' perspective on that. <sighs> um, um, okay, so here's the thing. When I think about Hunger Games and when I think about the book, I of course, I, I think about the movie as well. So when I think of Katniss, I think of the character who played her, which, who was her name? What's her name? <laughs> Hold, oh, hold the Trump supporter. I'll, I'll look at her now. I don't know. Yeah, you. It's Jennifer. It's Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. That's her name, right? Yes. Jennifer. Yeah. So, yes. I have issues with her. And oh, yeah. I, so when you talk about like feminism, and I think about her, she's not a great example, in my opinion. And but I mean, she sat on. She sat on four movie sets for this series, a series about class dynamics. And right. she, like in 2020, was like, I'm not going to be a Republican anymore. And I was like, the cognitive dissonance here is amazing. Right. So, going back to Katniss Everdeen, I feel like when it comes to feminism, yeah, white feminism, I do feel like that white people probably be like, oh, yeah, this is a perfect example of that. But when it comes to black and the other POCs, hell no. No, yeah, like I don't, I don't. Yeah, I never saw Katniss as like, oh, she is like providing us a commentary on like right. strong. I never. I when you ask that question, I never even thought of her as like she just happened to be the woman who survived. That's literally as far as <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. Like, no, I I fully agree, and I will say after the year that was twenty twenty, the whole concept of Rue rubs me the wrong way and i will say my entire life district 11 has rubbed me the wrong way they are the agricultural district taking wheat and cotton and every single tribute they have is black black every single tribute and catching fire which is not what we're talking about those tributes are also black like Um. they're all black and it don't sit right with my spirit. They like tried to sprinkle some white people into the movie to make it less blatantly racist. But I was like, this is the plantation district and I don't like it. And then Rue dying and signaling, like Rue dying and how she responded to that kind of kicking off a revolution and being like, yes, a white girl is the face of a revolution when a little black girl dies. It's just, it all kind of aged very poorly. And I know that wasn't the intent, but impact and intent are not the same. But I do have a question, though, what you just mentioned um, about how District 11, you said it was agriculture. Um, But I think it was mentioned in the movie, but not in the book. But 
each district, I think not all of them are poor. Am I correct? I think it was no, like they're not yeah, yeah. Poor. okay. One, one and two are richer. Um, mm-hmm. and it it's because the higher up they were, the poorer they were. I don't. That was my association with it. Okay, that's what I was thinking too. Okay. Later in the series, you learn that like thirteen was kind of rich. It's technically based on what you produce. Like I think one or two makes like the technology they use in the capital, so they make more money than people who are just producing like, coal yeah. or like food or whatever. I think that's like three is like fishing and stuff like that. So their product is more expensive overall. Okay. At least that's how it's kind of explained to me is like this capitalistic society who put more worth on the people who are creating like the tech and stuff. Even right. though in a world where they could make computer generated wolves, they're still using coal and that didn't really Yeah. Make like, sense like, like, folk are still in the mine, so I have questions, but like that's Okay, we're developing this like new age technology using coal. All right. Okay. Okay, um, I wanted to point out something that I've actually, uh, that actually just caught my mind not too long ago. I think it was like a couple of days after I finished the book. But the relationship between Katniss and Gail, uh, I have have some thoughts on them. So I realized that during the time where they get picked when one boy one girl they get picked to be tributes uh I realized that you know Katniss sister got called and she was like I volunteer as tribute and then Peter gets called right after her or was it before or was Peter called first no Peter gets called second yeah okay Katniss got there first and so (laughs) I realized that Katniss you know she expressed how she she really likes Gail and all that. And I realized is that I think that Gail never really liked her because I realized why didn't he volunteer as tribute when Peter got called? Because basically he just said, F you, you got this girl. You know, I'm just going to take your sister. And I'll take care of him while you do your thing. I realized that. And I was like, why he didn't just. Actually, that would have been counterproductive because they both would have not. Like, it's like. He thought Candace has kind of a shot of coming back. If we both go, only one of us can come back. But that's not like, my best. Like, like, I under, why I, do you want to go to the I, death chamber? I get what Sasha's trying to say. It seems like no, I get their, it. Their relationship was like very forced, and they tried to make it okay. like a nice little like thruple situation that never really like. Because in the book, when I first started reading it, way back when even it felt like it was kind of like okay, this person's over here and this person's here, but like they're. Susan Collins is clearly trying to establish a relationship to these characters being Petta and Katniss who clearly just don't bang with each other but there's this right. other person who like Gail does not bang with Katniss so it just seems like it seems like a mess and even in the second one when they try to when Katniss is like oh run away with me and he's like I'm gonna stay here it's like what <laughs> <laughs> like, not rock with shorty right and, so, take, so, you know, feminist icon. She's like, yo, I'm going to run away with this man, but I'm going to still love him even though he don't want me. No. Exactly. I would Thank like you. to call this, I call the Peta Gale Katniss shenanigans because I have so many thoughts on that love triangle. It is a victim of the Twilight effect in which oh, we create love triangles 
where there is no obstacle, there is no choice. And they, that's why in the like later on in the Hunger Games series, they have to make Gail do something that's so horrific because they have to make that girl choose. And she really don't like either of them enough to pick either one. Well, then, since y'all watch more stuff than me, like, how did you all feel about the Katniss Peter relationship? Because every time they were involved, I was about to scream at the TV, like, girl, like, kill him, leave him. Like, <laughs> nice. he's, he's like, he's, he's well, literally a liability. Like, me and my We Rick cannot kill really. Josh Hutcherson. He's been through enough. The what little girl died in yeah, he's he, best friend died in Bridge to Terabithia. Leave Josh Hutcherson alone. This had nothing to do with Hunger Games, man. What are you talking yeah, about the Hunger Games? Nothing to do with him Hunter. being dead weight the entire movie. Whoa, whoa. He did had to stay alive because if he wasn't alive, she would have died in Catching Fire. <laughs> no, he. I definitely agree with Noah because, number one, he was weak as hell. <laughs> Like he, he was getting hurt every five minutes, and I was like, at the point, I was like, "You on your own?" If I was he tried hurt. to kill Katniss, he tried to kill her. No, he didn't. Oh, you... He literally did it. He was, he was involved. Was... He was involved in the group that was trying to murder her. No, but no, he was only doing that on purpose. He wasn't really actually trying to go. He was kill trying her. to lead her away from them. That's why they care. tried to kill him. Like, <laughs> don't care. Don't care. <laughs> But no, actually, he just kept her alive because every remember, like, if she was kissing him, then a sponsor would send them food and stuff. So Loki keeping Peter around was really her shot at life. So is that like the alternate reality of this? Is that Peter is somehow the smartest character in this movie? I refuse to accept it now. <laughs> I mean, who I is the know. smartest character in in Hunger Games? For, let's be honest. Hey, it's Hamish. It's Hamish. I can't go there. I can't. Hamish and Senna are the best characters in the in the series. Like no one can convince me otherwise. Hamish has the most range. <laughs> yeah. Is okay. Yeah. Hamish is, is literally. literally won the Hunger Games by outsmarting the capital themselves, and then was like, "To get over my trauma and pain, I'm just going to drink it away." He's literally cranes in the sky. I think Gale is the smartest character only because he keeps having Katniss around but never actually wants to like be with her. And that, that is that show is sociopathic. And then Rue in the movie is just light skin. We don't talk about no, we talk about her as a character. Yes, you like, actually want us to talk about it, Sydney, so we have to talk about it. But like why would you start my gear up? Like you're winding up the wind up to like <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna have to talk the about Rue. The book said dark brown skin, and I said, "Right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna actually get you the quote because I actually have it." Oh, how do you describe I'm, her? I'm just, Hold on. Said as someone who reads this frequently, you know that someone they could say in the book this person was blacker than than a charcoal, and that person gonna come up looking like me. Please. I mean, <laughs> kind of I in fact read um, um, Rue's actress's other film in which the book says she is between her daddy is super dark and her mama like my color, and she's somewhere in the middle, and yet the actress was lighter than me in the movie. The funny thing <laughs> is, I actually kind of chuckled when someone. Um, no, I was watching it with my girlfriend. And she told me that was. Um, 
Amanda Amanda Stenberg. I didn't know that. I like kind of like let out a chuckle. You really that's did not know first, that. You didn't know that's her first like big movie that in Colombiana. Like that's what she was known for before um she was known for taking roles for she was known for taking roles from dark skinned girls before she was known for taking roles. From I mean, oh well. Shout out to the hate you give, but I literally kind of like chuckle all that. I was like, hey, come on now, come on. No, like, yeah. I, and I here's the thing: I feel some sympathy for Amanda, like baby Amanda, not the hate you give era Amanda, because that girl got hate when she got casted as Rue, and Which not because she sense. was like me. She I mean, got hate because she was black. In a book that says she was dark brown, they sent hate letters to a little girl. This is this for is what black. this is what they describe her as. Dark brown eyes and stained brown skin. So I looked up what stain was. So it's like stain, S T A I N. It's like a a dark wood. Like I'm just saying. Like I'm very confused on the casting when it was so. Black person. Yeah, it is. Like it is weird. Yeah, but that's how white people actually describe us. So that's how somebody would describe us on like a chattel like poster. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, they literally are from the plantation district. Well, so I mean. we're not. Right. But it's really frustrating to look at her. And here's the thing: the little baby man gave a really good performance. Let's also. She only had like five, five yeah, lines. Like two things. Wait, let's course correct. <laughs> Amanda's preferred pronouns. I always get this wrong. Amanda came out as non-binary a few years ago, so we should be using they. I forgot about that. So they should have been in this movie. And <laughs> mm. Yeah. But she did. She just like she looked real wide out when it was. They looked real wide out when it was time to die. Like <laughs> it was like. Pulled out the sword or whatever. The but funny it's funny because is- uh, I just question Amanda's movies that she chooses. I know she played in another. I don't know if it's similar oh, to Hunger Games. No, I wasn't even there yet. I was oh. gonna get there, <laughs> but there's this movie called She Had Powers or something. It came out like in what 2017. Oh, you're talking about the Darkest Mind. Yeah, yeah, that's like crazy. It was supposed. To, it's like an X Men type comic book movie series, and it was supposed to be a whole franchise. Yeah, and, and then the other one you just mentioned, the Nazi movie, and it's just like nobody you know, watches your movie, sis. Like, I cannot say my favorite line. For what that was film. the other one? It was like the drama. Um, you it? sure it's not the Nazi movie? Yes. Uh, what's it called? Um, I'm googling it now. I, that was when that hands touch. It's oh, called when hands touch. When she's like, I hope you didn't watch like, that movie. Her, I love. <laughs> I watched Trin Lavelle on YouTube react. That's actually how I found Trin Lavelle on YouTube when she was reacting to where hands touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she got to she got to the scene where they're talking about jazz, <laughs> and she says inward music with the heart er. And it's like, <laughs> that movie made sixty seven thousand dollars in the box office. Us three could come up with oh, a script to make yikes. more money <laughs> Right. I already that have is... a, I already have a movie in mind because um. At people who are going to listen to this when it comes out, this is the most actively timed book you could ever read when we're in the middle of an attempted coup. Um, but <laughs> I'm writing a screenplay based on Wednesday's events. It's going to be called Insurrection. I'm really picturing Gina Rodriguez as AOC 
Um, <laughs> please, please, taking, please. I beg of you, stop. <laughs> taking, like, I'm trying to figure out who's playing Ilhan, but I'm going to give Mike Pence a monologue where he mm-hmm. talks about his regrets. Ilhan Omar would probably be Amanda Sandberg, probably. No cap. Please. <laughs> I, was really, I was really thinking of Gaylene Garcini. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's not talk. We're going to have to change the subject. Right now, he gives me really uh, Saldana vibes. I just want better for her as an act. Maybe that's because I'm so tortured by the hate you give, and I think that's largely because I didn't like the book. And then when I watched, Red you didn't Red, like the book. You didn't like the book. We're not, we're not talking about the book. Was, <laughs> the book was okay. The book was okay, but then when I watched the movie, it made oh, the me movie's like bad. the book worse. No, the movie's bad though. The movie is the movie's terrible, but like it's like book, awful. The book it's didn't so- book didn't bang to me, but it was fine, but. Also, a light skinned girl wouldn't get treated like that, like in the same way that a dark skinned girl would. But we're not gonna. That's why it was like a turn off for me. That's exactly why it was a turn off because I was like, this girl would have definitely. Would not have experienced that lifestyle. Right. (laughs) I say that as a light skinned teenage girl in 20. (laughs) I know what I speak like. But let's actually talk about the actual existence of the hunger games why would they do that <laughs> like I mean, why would they create you talking like we ain't about 10 days from having that shit ourselves okay <laughs> so yes let me actually i was gonna relate it to donald trump i'm not gonna lie so i feel like if actually if donald trump like literally okay if if presidents didn't have terms and all that you know president trump was like in office for forever this would definitely happen. I believe this would actually happen in real life, to be quite honest. I wouldn't even say that. If he won a second term, he's going to be like, yo, New York versus D.C. versus Atlanta versus Chicago. <laughs> okay, but who will win? win? Who will win? I feel like... <laughs> I feel like, what, okay. What is, it's really between, like, not even trying to be funny. What you name? Like, it depends on the weapons. You know how they got, like, the cornucopia with all the weapons inside of it? It really depends mm-hmm. on what's inside of it. It'd be, you, a you, right. it'd be a southern city, or or it'd be New York because they carry switchblades for fun, so it would just be violent. <laughs> I mean, violence. I mean, you give us the right things, and Florida might take it because you know we're a chaotic state. Oh yeah, Florida different. different. Memphis. <laughs> I mean, I would put like you know how they bet on who's gonna win. I fully would put money behind the tribute for Memphis. But yeah, that that was the most interesting thing when I was watching it. I was like, yo, like, is there like a theoretical world in which we could get to something like the Hunger Games? It would never happen, but would I be shocked if somehow I woke up and they were like, all right, y'all, we're picking two people from every big city? I'd be like, it's, it's just my luck. <laughs> like, I'd be like, well, praise God that I am 23. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. It ends at 18. Wow. Look at us. We don't look even have us. to. Right. right. Wow. So they're gonna take that off and just have black people of all ages. <laughs> no. Look, okay. They're gonna be like blacks only from ages two to seventy six. Okay. Not two. So... <laughs> okay. Yo. Two. Oh, That's actually what I okay. like most about the book in the movie was like the foundation of the idea was good. Like you mm-hmm. having this thing that like all these districts come together and then fight. There are, I have I mean, about how they made it all come together, but like the idea is really good. The con- right. well, 
what's interesting is because I read the prequel. The Hunger Games we see in like the first book is not the Hunger Games that existed until like lot like till like the middle of their run. Like they looked very, very different. Um and there's a character in the books that it follows. It follows President Coin, like when he was a teen, young adult ish age, and kind of talks about like what the Hunger Games looked back like back then and it's kind of crazy that they, they made it more barbaric as the time went on. <laughs> Like, they were like, well, what if we make it worse? Hmm. Like, what if we ruin these children's lives even more? And that brings us to, Sasha brought up a point where in the movie, they don't, if I'm remembering correctly, I watched it last night, but that movie kind of long. They kind of don't talk about the injuries or, like, the permanent damage that the Hunger Games did on, like, PETA and Katniss's bodies which I think is, like, kind of an interesting part of it is that the Capitol just kind of stitched them up, gave PETA a new leg, and, like, fixed Katniss's hearing and then said, you're good to go. Let's pretend like this never happened. And then, like, as you go on in the other books, you see how many of, like, the other people who went to the Hunger Games, like Hamish, have to find other things to deal with their trauma from being in the Hunger Games and how, like, the Capitol just kind of sends them back home. And it's like, congrats, you get to live in the Victor's Village. Even though you watched 23 people die, <laughs> like brutal deaths. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. In the movie, it's just. Candace basically just has PTSD. That's about it. I don't, they don't really yeah. explain yeah. the pain on their bodies other than the mind, which is. I wish they would show more of that in the film of them, like literally, probably like. Yeah. You know, at least a little like. What did you say? Like something wrong with your leg? So like, just limp a little bit, something. Because I know exactly. that y'all, <laughs> I know, right. I know y'all struggling. <laughs> In the second book, aren't there like people who are like on morphine, which is like their version of like heroin? Like they turn into like full on heroin addicts. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, that's different. I'm pretty yeah. sure that that's like a thing. They're like just in the background of the movie, and then in the book, they're just like, yeah, they start doing heroin to cope with the trauma. <laughs> it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's yeah. kind of wild. But no, honestly, it's really messed up. Like this entire book concept is kind of messed up. <laughs> so I have this one question actually. Um, this may be the last question. I don't know. If it's going to continue. But this is the only question I actually have that I've written down. So since Noah explained how the situation about him wanting to kill Katniss during the first part of the film, also in the book. So I'm asking you, if you were in the games, would you join an alliance or play the game on your own? The funny thing is, go go ahead, Sam. You first. Please. I would be by myself because the amount of, I have anxiety and the amount of stress that I would put on myself to figure out when it was time to kill other people or not would be so stressful. And if the alliance like worked perfectly, which they never do, and everybody like we the last five people standing, do we just fight in a circle? Like that was stressful. <laughs> like I would be anticipating so much ahead of time that I couldn't even think about the present. I would have just had to like. It would have had to be like me and one other person, and even then, really, no. <laughs> me and my roommates really had, and my girlfriend really had a conversation about this. Like, I would probably have one person, and as soon 
as they do some effed up stuff, they got to go. But like, and I was like, I wouldn't be actively running through the forest just murking people. I would probably be quiet. I'd be in the trees. But as soon as you try to come at me, oh, we're going there. Now we got to, mm-hmm. now we got to shake up the floor. But like, mm-hmm. I would not fare well. I'd give myself over under one day. I would take the under. I'd be walking around and I'd like, had like hit the like the the little bees and they would like sting me to death. It'd be something stupid to take me out. <laughs> no, like, I'm myself, like walking in, and if I made it past the cornucopia, like you know how they like tested or like had to learn about like what was poisonous and what wasn't poisonous. I would have fully went to the woods to find not nightlife berries just so I'm like, if I make it too far, I really don't want to keep doing this. Like no. this is not mm-hmm. yeah. basically like I would have been cool. I would have been someone's crutch. <laughs> like I would have uh-uh. been someone else back. Like I would have been running into the force field. I would have been doing I no. I would have been holding someone back. I would have been the reason why someone lost. So you would be the PETA of the group, is what you're saying. I would. I would. <laughs> like I would do well until one thing happened and then I would just be effing everything up. <laughs> what about you, Sasha? Okay. <laughs> There's like a whole bunch of things going on in my mind right now while y'all speaking because like here's the thing i i don't know what i would do to be honest um here's the thing i'm pretty sure if i was ever entered into games there wouldn't be my partner i guess i'm with i probably would have no type of relationship with him i don't i probably wouldn't like the person but uh, i would have to be on my own to be honest um I'm a, I would be afraid to kill somebody. I feel like I would be the person hiding all the time. Uh, yeah. The alliance thing, because you never know if you with an alliance, like, within the group. You don't know if that person would, like, you could, like, be walking, and next thing you know, you being stabbed. Next thing you know, you at an El- Elvis Presley concert. Not Elvis Presley concert. Wow. Yeah, like, wow. next thing, I'm walking, you know, I'm in the games, and next thing I know, I'm, I'm in heaven. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about like I'm literally like literally just vibing, starting a fire, and now yeah, I'm Tupac in front of me talking. Like, like, yeah, so like, I had to be on my own. I'm sorry, forget everybody else. But I did have like one question, and now I can't remember it. Oh yeah, I had a comment. I don't hate Peter as much as y'all. I don't hate. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't hate him. No, I don't hate him. Because here's the thing. He was my, he was like literally my crush. Um, the only crush in that film. I didn't really like um, Chris Hemsworth's brother, Liam, <laughs> that much. The, the thing that was like listening to Gail and like the Gail and Katniss thing for me was I don't even think Katniss really liked Gail like that. The same way I don't think Gail really liked Katniss like that. I think that they were just like so close that they both convinced themselves it's like, yeah, this is kind of just what this is going to be forever. And we're just going to do this. Both our daddies died in that like mine explosion and we're just going to be here doing this. And then Peter's just so sweet. Here's why I didn't like Peter. Peter was acting like Katniss owed him some of her stuff because she somehow saved him. It didn't make sense. He was acting like he, it, it. It just didn't make sense. He was acting entitled to be the like during, especially in the second one, where at a certain point he's like, "Oh, but like we should be together." It's like, "No fool!" Like I saved your life. Like, relax. 
<laughs> the second one in the being together thing has other implications that relate to the third one. Like Peter's overbearing in the second one because he had t- he was tasked with keeping Katniss alive for the revolution. <laughs> but uh-huh. like, but like in the first one, I think he's just a sweet little being who's like you had on your little pigtails. And you were singing, and I was like, "Yeah, that's my boo. What about it?" And I'm just, Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, oh, I've noticed. Um, that's my last thought. But I've noticed that I think a character is missing. Um, oh my god, if I'm correct, the game maker. No, no, no. He is like the he's in the movie. What is his name? Um You're talking about Seneca? Is that the one yeah, I think Seneca. And he's the one who who died in the first one, basically, off screen. But he wasn't in the second one. That is him, right? Yes. Yeah, he's like yeah. they don't okay. talk about him in the movie. Mm-hmm. They put him in the movie because in the second book, I think that like she finds out what happened to him, like Katniss does. Okay. So the, there's some things that I think are changed in the first movie to make the second movie make sense because it wouldn't have worked as well if you were just like yeah Seneca Crane's dead now in a movie in a way that he can't be an ominous foreboding figure like in the movie in the okay. or something but also I just thought about something because we were talking about could this be real life and I realized they were making them kids put in their names extra times for food stamps so this literally could be something <laughs> in the United States Oh like, yeah. They can say everybody who took out student loans, you're not in this bucket. Like, I mean, isn't that what y'all isn't that what boys have to do to get student loans in the first place? Like don't y'all mm-hmm. decide if I'm a part of the collective service. Aren't you didn't you age out? Aren't you twenty five? I'm sure if the US actually got in some stuff, somebody would be knocking on my apartment door telling me, <laughs> You took this money, let's go. Okay? I got fifteen <laughs> minutes to get this stuff. <laughs> Like, they really were like, if you want to eat today, put your name in there like a good 10 more times. Thanks. <laughs> just, honestly, that's like the most American thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Watch. All right, now. Let's just get we're to gonna look up, And it's going to be a part of Joe Biden's first 100 days. And we're gonna be super- oh, my no, God. I live in D.C. Please don't wish that on me. Right. <laughs> He already cut down our student loans. He went from all of it to 50K. And then he was like, eh, maybe just a sprinkle, a 10. Look, okay. Don't get me started. <laughs> I was like, me and Devin trying to buy a house soon. And you out here talking about $10,000. Girl, we need money. Please. Okay. I knew that was going to happen, to be honest. I was like, I bet you this number going to go lower. <laughs> I bet you. And look, look, look what happened. Like, but he cut it by like, so much. He could have said 25k. I expected that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you think that not 5k? You think that old white man is gonna give you black people f- free money of a bill okay, cutting well, off? Please spare <laughs> me. Spare. It's about expectation setting. Okay. The government just gave us 600 dollars for a pandemic that we've been in for a year, and you expecting them to cut off 10,000 of your student loans? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Okay, these aren't my student loans. I was praying for my man's student loans. I don't got no loans. Black folk ain't got no type of. But it's gonna be watch. Not only is it like okay, it probably will be like ten k. I don't think it will go lower than that. But then it'll be like okay, if you make lower than fifty thousand a year, then you you're able to get this amount taken off your student loan. I bet you that's also going to be 
another I mean, part. No. That. that was always how it was. It was like you have to make under a certain amount of money to get it. Mm-hmm. But like, Here's I me. believe. Here's all we gonna get. He gonna say oh, I don't have to pay the bill for the next year. He's gonna he's gonna basically <laughs> extend forbearance, and then he's gonna say I don't remember what y'all told me to say. No, they're gonna give us the Kamala Harris um, campaign promise where she was like, "You have to start a business in a low income neighborhood." Oh and Lord, be tell great no. yeah. And I was like, I was like, girl, what if I don't want to start a business? I still like, how am I gonna get a business loan when I got these student loans? To pay? Can, I curse, can I curse? Can I curse on this? Yeah, my mama just listens, so I can't curse because she'll call me about it. Okay, so these four <laughs> these forex negroes gonna be on this crap. All right, I'm gonna edit myself still. Forex and LLC Twitter negroes are gonna be doing a field day. Okay, just wait because they all gonna be like, "Well, I have my business." Then all of a sudden, they gonna be the ones getting the loans fixed. We gonna be. Broke. I just simply, it's just amazing to me that people who do forex try to act like they're better than the forty year old women who sell Mary Kay. Y'all are the same person. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are both in the MLM. Like this is the same. Thing. You said it, not me, because the Mary Kay people will pull up. They have vehicles. Okay, <laughs> okay but the, <laughs> this ain't no shade of Mary Kay. Because have you ever had the satin lips from Mary Kay cosmetics? Yo, stop talking. The Mary Kay people will come. <laughs> come talking. I'm complimenting them. It's a good product. It make your lips look soft. Bro. It's like a scrub. <laughs> And just got a mask. <laughs> we way off topic. I don't even know how we got here, to be honest. <laughs> we went from food stamps to loans. Right. To, to make a like girl. Listen, my pastor wife sold me your cash to call her. Damn, you just dry snitching on everybody. Good <laughs> hell. I ain't know. <sighs> no, somebody in my family used to sell Mary Kay. Yeah, I know tons of people who sell it, but like I only know my pastor wife sells it because she did the makeup class for our pageant. I used to do competition dance, so it wasn't a makeup class or my pageant. It was, I mean, like she wasn't. It wasn't a church pageant. It was just like they call her because we like the biggest black church, so everybody know her, and she was there. But I used to competition dance too. I was out here living like dance moms. My mama yelled yeah. at my dance teacher just like my mama really yeah, did cuss out my dance teacher twice. So the parents were mean. The parents weren't mean at my dance studio, but it was majority of the, oh, I love of the, the parents. kids. Parents were nice. And then I it was just the kids. They was cruel as hell. Like oh, the, the oh no, my teacher had another teacher go to. I was at a dance intensive, and I played. I had left the studio for a little bit because they weren't helping me improve and mom was like why am I paying y'all if my child's not improving and so I went to I went to private lessons and got better and then I did this dance intensive in the city at this like that everybody else was going to and I placed higher than all the people who went to my studio that I had just left and so one of the teachers came and pulled up because he was teaching at the intensive and then told the lady who ran the intensive all this stuff about me and my mama went up there and she cussed him out and then she pulled up at the studio to cuss out my um, other dance teacher but she wasn't there that day and I ain't never been to that dance studio since. And that lady be trying to see my mama because now she go to our church and my mom be like, don't speak to me. Hold on. So how that relate to Katniss? I miss that. <laughs> it don't. We just talking. Right. 
That's what this podcast is to devolve into is just shenanigans and off topic conversation. Yeah, we just be off topic all the time. Cause yeah. maybe the books maybe Hunger Games were really was really not that interesting, to be honest. Cause it's like we really off topic. This is the thing. I don't know why my like teacher tasked us with reading this. Like I'm pretty sure I read this in seventh or eighth grade because my teacher assigned it to us. And I was like, this is not no advanced level reading. We might as well have read Twilight. At least that's got some SAT vocabulary words in it. Like why are we reading this? Don't get me started, but hey. Oh, do you have thoughts on Twilight? This is essentially a Twilight podcast, if you would like to say. Oh, I know that. You told me that. <laughs> I've been known. <laughs> I don't know how Cindy does it, but she brings up Twilight in every situation. I'd be like, damn, you really good. It is the second most important YA franchise of all time. It is second only to Harry Potter. That is I it. have. There is no other franchise. More I, I have not watched Harry Potter fully. Never read the books. I might get shamed. Have you watched? Have you watched it's, the Snow of Tell me that I've, he didn't. The books, no. The movies, some parts, but like I don't care. Harry Potter is like, I'm, okay. it's not movie. Thank you. I'm reading them and watching them right now, and they're very entertaining, but like not in the way that Twilight is. Because like Twilight is just. I don't even consider that like I guess as someone who like reads like YA books that are just like YA books, I don't consider like Harry Potter and that stuff like YA. Then it just feels like sorcery. It like it it feels like a separate <laughs> category to me. I mean Harry Potter transcends genre. It is just like yeah, it's yeah, Harry it's made in transphobia. That's why. That's why it transcends my <laughs> genre. <laughs> Please? Yo. Please. <laughs> that's why I watched the most recent one on bootleg. That's that's y'all problematic fate. If y'all are out here talking Who's about Y'all are out here talking about a J.K. Rollins book in 2021. We are better than this. That's Sydney. Don't bring me into this conversation. That is her. Pause, because the Twilight, uh, uh, Harry Potter was written by three authors, and none of them were named J.K. Rowling. They were written by Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and then one book is written by Robert Pattinson. Nobody else. I don't know where y'all got this idea from. You can, use that. you can use that as an excuse. But it's still come on now. We're moving. Also, forward. I'm not right. buying the books. I'm listening to them from my library, so I'm actually supporting public libraries. So if, if you need to tell yourself that to make yourself feel better about supporting <laughs> that crap. See, Cindy. See. I, like, mean, I, I can only I can only say so much because my favorite YA series, well second favorite after the uglies. The author continues to just throw the Confederacy in my face, so I. Are you just like all the problematic phases? It involves racism. You're like, yo, sign me up. Like, it involves sexism. You're like, I'm here for that. <laughs> no, like literally, like in Twilight, why is Jasper a Confederate soldier, Sasha? Well, but what is a YA book that's not problematic? Is it Percy Jackson? I don't know because um, I only read one Jack Percy Jackson. Jackson book. The best example of, of a YA author who's not problematic. He's problematic too. Ja- no, I'm saying Jacqueline Woodson is probably the most non-problematic. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, Anthony Thomas would have made it if she hadn't um no. got on Twitter yeah, and told all of us. No, and she she got on Twitter and told all of us to choke. She said, "Dark skinned girls, we don't have those here," and it told us to shut up. So. <laughs> I'm so glad so so much people were attacking her. I'm so glad. And they when were. they make that other book that she wrote a movie, 
I swear to you, if that I know, and if that child can also pass the paper bag test, we will have problems. This is why, this is why the general rule of principle, I do not read YA books that are in series. At a certain point, you're just getting too off track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At a certain point, you're just making shit up. Okay, well, here's the thing. Mean, it's like another book. Okay. okay. Definitely read Children of Blood and Bone. That's what, this come, it's, please read that. They make it a movie. I've heard of that. So, it's actually in my it's Amazon, really good. Um, it's in my Amazon cart right now. Ooh, it's, it's, not, ooh, it's, it's 525 pages. Uh, that's, that's hard. Uh, that's hard. <laughs> if you don't read that book, I'm telling you, it don't even feel like it. It don't even feel like it. Sasha, you also will be reading Twilight books. It's like 700 pages. Like it's in like two days. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be offended. I'm just, <laughs> Also, not offended. Go back to when our guest promised to send me a book, and I never got to that book. Oh, I really no. Look, look, look at this. <laughs> you told me you were sending me a book of poetry, and I never got the book. Did you want me to send it to you, ma'am, after I finish it? No, so your heart won't be broken. It's a different book. It's a different book, Sasha. I got you. Okay. I got oh, you. I okay. Got you. Oh, it's two books he hasn't sent you. Oh. No, I sent it to you. I sent it to you. Before, before, before Christmas, the mail. Oh, said, it might be, it might be a Jacksonville. Okay, you're forgiven. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm asking, I'm oh, that man, she was talking to me. If my mom said there's no package for me, we gonna have problems. Obviously, I should have just. I have, um, sent, I have seen, I have sent Sasha books. She ain't saying nothing, no bad words about me. See, I sent you other <laughs> books before. I see how it is. I see how. Yeah, because Devin and Sasha begin books. Devin probably still ain't read that book. The book has not been touched. I'm trying to think. What doesn't kill you makes you blacker. I gave Sasha the what was that book? The, I gave uh, Devin's book. What the is it book. called? Yeah, the crown ain't what the hell. Yeah, it's like you should see. It sounds like you should see me in the crown. Which is literally a Billy. I was. Um, Devin has read one book in our entire relationship, and I told him to stop reading it once I finished it because it was relationship goals. Sorry, I'm sorry for you. That's embarrassing. It was relationship goals by Michael Todd, and I got to the end of the book, and he was. (laughs) You should have broke up with him. (laughs) No, I had to read it for Bible study, and I told him I didn't. I was not reading that by myself. I said I have to read it too. You're better than me. I would have told whatever Bible study group I'm not reading that. (laughs) I'm not reading that. It was. It was fine until we got to the last chapter. I'm not. That last chapter. No, I'm not reading a Michael Todd book. Y'all would have to kill me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't believe I read a book written by a man with childbirth and hips. That's really disappointing for me. All right. Well, after 15 minutes of being off topic. This is my last comment. I'm not reading a book with somebody who has a Rock Nation brunch suit in the cover. That's Please. General <laughs> not doing it and that's i appreciate you guys for having me on thank you um thanks so much for being here um we will be back next month which is february with another book sasha we have to decide that <laughs> we don't know what we're reading <laughs> at all it's black history month so maybe we'll get to the hate you give no one's like to come back 
please do please do follow us on our instagram and twitter at pc bookcast um you can follow me on my instagram socials uh, my personal instagram socials um at underscore sasha jackson and my other instagram booked in things and i do also have a twitter page sydney what is yours even noah you can even share yours um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Sid.thekid. Um, it's S-Y-D for the Sid. I'm not telling y'all my Twitter because it's very chaotic and y'all don't need to see what I've been tweeting. But Noah, where can they find you? Uh, you can find, uh, I'm trying to, ooh, what the hell. Uh, <laughs> just go, go to me on Twitter at True Lion King. Uh, and that's it. I was about to be no, like, yo, y'all gonna be reading some J.K. Rowling's personal essays for Pride Month, but, you know, that's just... Ooh, We're probably gonna read, like, Love, Simon for Pride Month. Okay. <laughs> I like Love, Simon. Okay. <laughs> so now you hate Love, Simon. Like... I ain't say nothing. All right. Thanks so we're going into the inauguration in a couple of weeks. So if you're in D.C. or any major city in the country, stay safe because they have lost their mind. Peace.